0: What's up, you data-hungry Amazon sellers? This is your host, Tommy Behringer of the Sell, Rank, Win podcast for Merchant Words. And in this podcast, we give you the answers to your most burning questions, actionable insights that you can take away and implement into your business today. So let's go ahead and dive right into today's episode. What do you say? Let's go. In this podcast, I speak to the owner of the shipping company that I ship my products with for my Amazon store. And he's going to go ahead and give you guys some uh, interesting ways to save some money on your shipment and also possibly a product you guys should not be selling on Amazon or at least shipping from overseas. Um, So let's go ahead and uh, dive right in. Let's go. Hey, everybody, thanks for tuning in to the Sell Rank Win podcast. We have a value packed podcast today. We have a very special guest on with us. He has been working in the shipping industry since 1999, so he knows a thing or two about getting your products from anywhere in the world to your final destination. He owns his own third-party logistics franchise that provides full supply chain solutions from beginning to end. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce my good friend, Mike Rose. Mike, how are you you today, brother? I'm doing great, brother. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Ready to do this podcast with you, man. It's It's been a long time coming here. Yes, sir. And thank you for having me on, buddy. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, So, Mike, why don't you just go ahead and dive in and tell us a bit about yourself and your journey in the shipping world from 1999 all the way up to 2021 here. So I myself grew up in this industry. Uh, My parents uh, came over
1: uh, from Italy, Italian immigrants, and uh, uh, one of my father's first jobs was with a company uh, by the name of Western Gillette. Uh, which later, uh, which my grandfather later worked at, and my uncle, uh, Western Gillette, uh, years later was bought by Roadway Express, which then became YRC. I had another uncle in the industry um, uh, in, in uh, um, sales and sales management, as well as my brother in law. Um, and I have a couple cousins in the industry as well uh, now. Uh, but I, I grew up in the industry when I was growing up. Um, we heard all about freight and shipping and the LTL world at the time. And uh, uh, my dad always thought it would be a great, and my family always thought it'd be a great industry for me to get into. Um, it, it's always been a consistent straight industry. And, uh, and so when I graduated college in 1998, I, I started in the industry at XPO and inside sales. Um, my path took me uh, to, to Roadway being third generation uh, and started my sales career uh, there. Uh, from Roadway, it became YRC and was at YRC. Um toward the end of my career at y- uh at at my time at YRC, I met somebody at Ryder Logistics and um uh was one of the finalists in in ser- selling warehouse at the time so you're talking about the early 2000s and uh and the guy really uh turned me on to LTL being a small piece of the pie as good as it was really a, a global supply chain um is is the big big industry and and the, and was growing into global supply chain especially with with the growth of China at the time um, so I, I took my career path to uh, Linden International who was focused on Hawaii Alaska Puerto Rico but did have an international um, uh, field and market and uh, and I, I learned my uh, and cut my teeth over there with uh, with international ocean and air um, as well as learning the offshore market and, and still doing domestic um uh, I got a call from a buddy of mine from YRC that was starting a brokerage company. So I, I've always been one and learned that I want to con- continue to diversify. So this was an opportunity for me to learn the, learn the truckload and, and brokerage division, which I did. Unfortunately, uh, after about a year, they didn't, uh, they didn't manage their money well as a startup company. And, and God bless, I ended up at the uh, DHL Global Forwarding slash um, DHL Express and spent about the next 10 years there. Uh, where I did, uh, I did. Uh, you know, the, the the footprint that DHL has, has is like no other. I, I, I as as much as I was well domestic, I learned the international field, the ocean, customs, um, every field I could. From there, um, the last couple of years, I, I ended up going to the express division. I wanted to learn the small parcel. I wanted to be able to to be able to sit in front of customers and be able to sell them everything, and be able to talk knowledgeably uh, about everything. Um, uh, after my uh, Express, uh, I, I ended up actually kind of uh, uh, looking around a little bit, learning the 3PL world, and, and in the last year and a half, we were able to open uh, uh, the, the Quad Express franchise that I'm with right now. Uh, Quad Express awesome. was was yeah was, was, was interesting to me because they're owned by Quebecor, one of the biggest printers in the world, so um, some third parties are non-asset based. They actually uh, had a, a pretty good footprint, uh, not only domestically, whether it be air or ocean uh, uh, for the uh, lower 48 and in, in Hawaii, Alaska. They also have a nice footprint internationally where we continue to, to do ocean uh, imports, ocean exports, air imports. Uh, we're doing a lot more in the dredge field now today. Um, and I'm just blessed to be where I am at today. And uh, awesome. I appreciate to be in front of you and your audience today.
0: Yeah, Mike, I really appreciate you coming on and taking your time with us. And uh, yeah, we you definitely know your stuff, man. And I don't know if you knew my great grandparents did. Uh, they came over from uh, Sicily. So yeah, we, we talked uh, about that. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. Um, so one thing I wanted to ask you is what are the biggest changes that you have seen from 1999 and here in 2021? Um, you know, maybe some things related to, to the COVID-19. What differences are you seeing right now? What are the new uh, new things that are happening well, at the moment? Well,
1: like, we, uh, like I was discussing a little bit, when I did start in the industry, obviously uh, we can go back even before I started in the industry. Uh, 1980 deregulation started in the domestic industry and, and a lot more was domestic based right so the ltl industry uh was was controlling a big share of the market um uh it was pro- the international business like the dhl's of the world the forwarders of the world were, were didn't come on till the, the late 80s early 90s uh, as, as we expanded into a global market um the 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 world changed and we are changing along with the world uh you know, and the blessings of talking to you about Amazon and Amazon customers is Amazon people can get Amazon from everywhere in the world, and and that's that's changed through the years. Now that you know, as uh, even as being on my side, I, I've I've learned and taught myself about the global market. You know, uh, there's some people that want to just sit in domestic or just the international field. They they haven't um, and aren't comfortable with learning the the the, the beginning to end. Uh, supply chain solution. Um, recently here in the last year, obviously we've seen some major changes with tariffs, uh, in China. And then with the pandemic, uh, we've seen a huge increase, uh, uh, and change in the market as far as even container, the prices of ocean containers coming from China. Um, you know, Amazon and, 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 the online market has changed. So in the last couple of years, we've seen more people, um, using third-party supply chains uh, or, or 3PLs to, to do their fulfillment and distribution and rather than brick and mortar. Um, a lot more pick and pack. So uh, in those, you're starting to see, when I say pick and pack, that means when one of these brick and mortars is actually doing seven, 800 shipments a day that are going into homes with UPS, FedEx, or even the postal system. Um, home. The last year now with, with the pandemic, uh, we're seeing a lot more home orders. Uh, rather than business to business. You know, the the big box retailers are, are changing and, and the customers uh, and, and the clientele that we have on today's, you know, this listening to today's podcast is what's changing that because a lot of people are rather going to order online than they would go to the brick and mortar. Um, so that's that's, right. that's changed the whole industry and people have had to adapt to that. So and what we do when we talk and we'll get into the explanation of Final Mile, but we're even doing a lot more, Final mile delivery to homes, delivery in homes, white glove deliveries. You know, this is more of a demand. Gym equipment was a big one when the when the pandemic hit. People were ordering gym equipment like crazy. Um, so, to, yeah, I got
0: I, I got my squat my squat rack in the garage. That's right. To, uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and, and and more people. And so, you know, when I started
1: in the industry, there's carriers that were around that are gone. It, it's going to continue to evolve, and hopefully, yep. um, I, and what I what I try to do is find myself and partnered with myself with carriers and and partners that that um, that will continue to provide solutions as the market changes. Today, one of the big things is dredge. You know, there is some huge port congestions, and not enough uh, st- uh, carriers in California and equipment in California have plunged into the, the dredge and providing solutions for for people that didn't have solutions before. So. Um, hopefully that answers your question and gives you kind of a little, your, your listeners a little insight of what's going on.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Things are, things are changing all the way around, right? So everywhere it's from shipping to, um, you know, doing new new things in your house, right? A hundred percent. Learning from home and you're schooling from home for those of you who have kids out there and all that fun stuff. So Mike, our listeners, as you know, most of them, a good amount of them are Amazon sellers. Some are large brands, some are smaller sellers and, and you know, maybe just getting started. Um, and I wanted to break this down um, as easy as possible on how to get your product. If, if someone was uh, wanted to get their products from overseas into their Amazon FBA warehouse or into their own warehouse. So, um, you know, if you want to break it down, you know, first, well, I'll go over the first step actually is you want to create, um, you know, your shipping plan inside of your Seller Central account. That could be a whole nother podcast, but going in there, you want to create the shipping uh, plan and what you will need to create the shipping plan is something from your manufacturer, which is called the packing list. And inside of this packing list is going to show you basically what the pack, what, what, you know, everything, what does it contain the description of the shipment? So how many cartons do you have? How many are packed? How many items are in each carton, the dim- the dimensions, the weight and so forth. So after you get that, create your shipping plan. And then also simultaneously, you can forward your shipping plan over to someone um like Mike over, you know, over at their company quad express, and they can give you um, they can give you a quote on the shipment. And then from there, they, they take it, they take it the rest of the way. So Mike, you know, let me know if there are some things in there that need to be corrected or in, you know, after that, what happens after I create my shipping plan inside of seller central? What well, can you, what do you guys Well, I,
1: I think, you know, with experiences, you know, I've worked together in the past, uh, up, I myself, uh, when working with, with, New amazon customers existing amazon customers i I try to become a partner, so I try to take my expertise my years of of expertise just like if you go to a doctor a lawyer i mean not at that scale and try to be able to to teach and work and take the burden off uh, off off your the amazon shippers or or just shippers or customers in general right uh, i I try to bring my uh, be the product expert so when when looking at Amazon, there's a variety of different ways, and, and I'm sure I'm sure you're aware of it, and your listeners are aware of it. But we could start with the imports. You know, you have a manufacturer in China that you, you're going to order from. They're going to they're going to fulfill that order, and at that point, uh, you could reach out to someone like myself, um, and I'd, I'd walk through it to see what size the shipment is, the dimensions, uh, analyze. Uh, w- you know, th- we talked about this before the packaging uh, because uh, it's volatile. In the industry, and and they base it off size. Uh, no matter what the weight is, uh, the more compact, the more density dense the shipment is, the um, the better the pricing could be. So something that could be light and big uh, might be better off in air than ocean or ocean and air. And we'd Mike, be able to Mike, get, let me,
0: let me, yes. let me stop you there real quick. Yep, so yep. you bring up, a, you bring up a great point. So if I'm an Amazon seller, I don't know anything about shipping yet, or even if I do know things about shipping, uh, but maybe I don't know places that I can save money at. Could I come to you with my product and you guys could say, maybe work with the manufacturer in order to make that product packaging smaller in order to make my shipping costs less. Cause as I know, as an Amazon, Amazon seller, the shipping costs eat into a lot of the bottom line. So, you know, uh, of course we want to save as much money as possible on shipping costs. Could you, you know, maybe an Amazon seller is thinking about selling a product. Could they come to you and say, Hey, what do you think about selling this? Mike, do you think the shipping costs are going to be high on this? Or, you know, could someone come to you and work with you at that point?
1: A hundred percent. So uh, we could look at the product, we can look at dimensions, and we can look at why they're packaging it that way. In some cases, if it's if it's damageable, they might be packing it so it would would not get damaged. Uh, in many cases, we can go back and ask and look at the packaging and work with you to do that. It doesn't mean the manufacturer will change, and they might have reasonings to do that. But if they're willing to, it could drastically change the price of shipments. Um, mm-hmm. You know, because if something is, is is small and you have you know empty space and packaging around it, you're not paying for the product; you're actually paying for the packaging, um, and that's how the shipping industry goes. We, you pay for the actual size of the shipment. So. Um, You know, just recently, uh, a gentleman you referred to us, uh, actually had some ship shipments. He was looking at different products, trying to figure out what he wanted to bring in, what he could sell on Amazon. He was looking at bubble wrap. Uh, once he broke everything down, he realized that it just wasn't cost effective to bring it over from China no matter what the cost was. It would have cost them way more to ship it, whether it be ocean – and we wouldn't have done it air. It was too bulky to ship it uh, ocean and it would have eaten in any kind of margin. He's looking at all kinds of avenues and everything to go into uh, – to the Amazon world and, the, and bring it forward. And this just wasn't something that but we, we'd spent weeks on it. We spent weeks looking, talking to the manufacturer and looking at cost. I mean, these, these are things, as, as your listeners get into it. the product, I don't think it's just looking at at selling on Amazon, you have to look at what the cost of it is bringing in to, to make sure your overall margins are going to be worth it. Um, and that's where a person like myself and, and the, the experts on the, on the logistics side that are willing to be partners like myself will come in and, and hopefully take that and help make your jobs a lot easier.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And was that person I referred to Was that Justin? It was Justin. And, <laughs>
1: uh, and I'm going to see him a lot uh, yeah. a, a lot of success and I could see him having a lot of success and he, he really was diving in and continuing to dive in to see what he can be successful on, on Amazon. Um, he, the yep. right thing was he was, he hit it right before he didn't make a deci- decision on bringing that product to Amazon. He looked at every uh, aspect of cost before he decided, and then it just wasn't worth it. Bubble wrap is not worth it to bring in, ch- in from China people. Just, 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 just a, a, a a tell.
0: There you go. Don't, don't sell bubble wrap. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> so Mike what this kind of brings me to something now is you know when I come to you and I do my ship, shipments with you I want it to be as painless as possible of course and I want all fees included and I always say Mike I need door to door shipping. Can you go over with our listeners what door to door shipping um includes and what you know what is that about what uh, if you can just explain that.
1: So this is a great point. Um as you get into this I don't want anybody's heads to spin and think that you you have to learn this. This is what the experts like myself are here for. This is what I'm here for. So if you come to me, this is what I'm here for. So when you, when you start to plan with the manufacturer at that point, you can decide and negotiate at what point you want to, to, uh, take on the actual logistic charges, the actual charges, uh, that will come to you for the transportation. Um, Door to door, I mean, it's it's full supply chain means change Excuse me, they pick up at origin, whether it be China, whether it even be the United States, and then it goes directly to the final uh, consumer, the final uh, landing place, and and that's considered door to door. There is other services uh, that that you can negotiate with and that is provided. Port to door, port to door would mean if the you're ordering from China. The uh, manufacturer would take care of logistics charges and probably include it into your your overall cost of the product, but they would take care of it to port. And then it'd be your responsibility to use someone like myself to handle from the airport or the the ocean port to your door. Uh, They have uh, CY to CY. That's port to port. So you just be in charge of just the port-to-port charges. In most cases, for Amazon customers, they want the final mile going into Amazon. So it is port-to-door or door-to-port. Um, the key as we do this and, and we did, I'd work with people and we, we teach is while you're working on those, on the logistic charges, it's a whole different other world when it comes to customs and, and, yep. and liability. So when I talk about port to door, door to door, it's good to figure that out because your, your manufacturer says port to door, if it gets damaged or there's some issues from the, from the door to the port, the container goes to the port, it falls in the ocean. You're not liable for that product. Um, but if it is door-to-door, any kind of uh, damage, any kind of damage to the container, if it fall, you are liable. Customs is a whole different other world. While you're looking at duties and taxes, you also take liability on the product uh, in in the custom charges. So the FOB charges, those are also describing the, the liability of what you're taking. FOB means freight on board. You're taking full liability of that. Uh, there's other uh, X-Works. There's other... Th- terms that are done by customs that help cover and, and figure your liability from the product. Um, that's what we're here to do. You know, we talk about duties and taxes, Uh, As we talk about Amazon, and we've talked about this before, Tommy, um, Amazon is never a record of import, an importer of record. So Mm -hmm. you've you've always have to have be the importer of record. So if you're in the United States, your company would be the importer of record. Amazon will never take liability for that product. If you're shipping export into places like China and Germany, China, Germany, uh, the U.K., uh, the UK, you could ship there. You have to have an, a record import uh, importer, be an importer of record, but you don't have to have an ass an entity there. Germany asks you to have an office, and you have to show an office there.
0: Yeah, uh, and I and, and I, I learned the hard way starting out before I had you doing my shipments is. Um, you know, I sent it all the way into Amazon and just, they, they sent it away or waited. They didn't send it away. They just stopped and said, you know, someone needs to be an importer of record. So, you know, that's another thing I wanted to bring up. You bring up a good point there is that, um, someone who's sh- needs some, uh, shipping service, uh, they can come to you and you can take care of all of that, right? You can help them figure that out, figure out, uh, the customs and the duty and all that stuff. I just wanted to point that out as well.
1: Yes. So. When when someone would come to me with an, a shipment, whether it's ongoing or first one or whatever it is, the first thing that we would do is analyze what what mode to move it on. The second is that we'd actually have um, have them if they want us to do customs, uh, then we'd actually have them uh, fill out a, a letter of authority to actually um, operate in, in, in your behalf. As and so, then we'd be able to operate customs. We'd be able to clear customs. Uh, this is this is part of the customs part of it. Um, we'd help you get bonded if it's a one-time shipment. You'd get a, a bond if it's an ongoing shipment. you're An ongoing bond. Um, so we take care of everything and help you take care of everything. That's what we do. You know the analysis of. Of when we, uh, you know, if we, if you want to go into Amazon, you go into Amazon, FOB. If you were looking at a warehouse and wanted to look at a warehouse and where the product it was going into, we can analyze where the product is going into and find a public warehouse that can actually pick and pack and move your product. Um, and, and we can do the drainage. There's really, it's up to you and, and your listeners and the customers what they want to do. But from my, you know, my experience and what we try to do here, we try to bring what, what's called a one-stop shop, door-to-door supply chain. So if it's just uh, ocean to to, to uh, Amazon, we can do it. If it's air to Amazon, do it. If you're asking us for to transload it, take it off and take it off a container and then put it on a truckload and move it in, we could do that. Um, the, the opportunity as it presents itself, I like to look at it, analyze it, and then come back with different solutions for a customer. Um, so I like to be that partner, try to find those solutions. Uh, I've helped, helped uh, other customers, you know, warehouse in a, in a, and find warehousing that do just Amazon. I've done a great job for them. Um, you know, so the, the, what I, like I said, what I try to do is, is be a, a partner. I try to discuss and, and find solutions. And then at the end of the day, it's, it's up to you guys. And if you trust me, um, I try to do my best to make sure it's, it goes as smoothly as possible and and try to continue to do that and, and going forward and be that, that reliable partner. Whether you ship with me or not, you can come to me and ask me questions and I can help you find those solutions. I've had that happen. I'm not here just for the business. I'm here to educate people and get them uh, uh, more knowledgeable about the industry as well.
0: That's right. And you're such a good person to have uh, on my speed dial to reach out to at any at any given time regarding anything like that. And another question that I wanted to ask is uh, different times of the year shipments. Like what is the cheapest time a year to ship? Um, you know, when should should these Amazon sellers get their products out of, you know, uh, the manufacturing into their warehouse?
1: Well, I mean, obviously there's peak seasons. We're going, we're just going into a peak season, which is the Christmas season, right? The, the heavy purchasing season. Yep. Um, so those are the, you know, usually when the supply and the de- supply and demand will dictate the peaks, uh, and the increases. So the, it could be a year or two years up to this year that, ocean hadn't uh, int- uh applied uh, carriers hadn't applied a, uh, an increase or a peak season surcharge um, as they go off supply and demand but this year because of the pandemic and everything, we've seen ocean containers from China come in and go from fifteen hundred dollars for a forty foot to thirty five hundred dollars, um, which is a, a, an astronomical amount. And customers uh, have had have had to adjust. Um, Chinese New Year, right before the Chinese New Year, people are 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 shipping like crazy, getting containers in like crazy, using air shipment. So you see a peak. Um, so as the season uh, seasons come up, you'll see peaks, but at the same time. You know, with the pandemic and things that we come, it could, it could change at any time, and they they can charge a peak surcharge at any time. But usually, you want to base it around. You know, uh, after March starts to slow down, um, that's why the bigger vendors that ship, you know, two, three, four thousand containers from China a year, they start to negotiate and get fixed, uh, ocean rates. It, it works for them, but it doesn't mean it's always perfect because they'll get one flat rate, but it's, it's right in the middle from peak season and off peak. Um, so sometimes, you know, um, it's it's better just to go with the seasons. Same with air, you know. As they get consolidated and they have issues, as as, as we get closer to peak season, uh, the Christmas season, uh, flights get full. The DHL Expresses and and FedExes get more demand, and uh, they oh, yeah. they try to lock in rates, but they'll they'll increase those rates as as capacity gets tighter. We've seen that out of California this year. Uh, there's less drivers, less containers. The the rail is full. The uh, the season one produce get picks up and they're shipping produce, you're going to see an increase in in in, in, in prices. Uh, truckloads that used to be fifty five hundred to New York are right now are costing ninety five hundred dollars. Uh, and customers are having to pay them. There's there's no Jeez. other solution. Yeah, if there's it's all on supply and demand.
0: Jeez, yeah and and one thing I wanted to bring up is you know you, you were talking about congestion and especially with the peak time so one uh, one recommendation I want to make and you know you can attest to this as well Mike is say for example you were just launching a product in this peak season and you don't want to wait, you know, twenty to thirty to forty days for all of your units to get um, from, you know, on seat. You can go ahead and take, like, say you pr- you made five hundred of these widgets, and then you want to get, you know, fifty. 50- you could you could get maybe like 2550 over by air air express which will take about 7 to 10 days a lot um a lot shorter time get that into the Amazon warehouse so you can start getting up and selling and then your ocean freight will come in so that that's a, a uh kind of a recommendation and a tip I wanted to give to the listeners out there um and which I think I have done with you before as well uh, yeah and
1: and 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 you know on top of that note uh we've seen that before Tommy uh, the Just because you think that a 200-pound shipment may be less by ocean, sometimes it's not. And air could be just as competitive. There is additional surcharges onto ocean. Uh, They call it bunker charges and this charge. Then in some cases, yeah, air might be a little bit more uh, by $100, $200. But you're you're looking at three to five days, seven days, compared to fifteen to twenty days. Um, so density, as we get into it and we talk about it, is is the big driving factor. Remember, you're you can get a box uh, of rocks and a box of feathers that's the same size, and they're going to try. Uh, the, the goal is to try to charge you the same amount of money. Just because something's lighter, doesn't mean it's going to be. Less and less expensive or less cost. Uh, The industry has been trying to do that uh, for a long time. So they go off density items when it goes by air, they go off density when it goes by uh, by ground, um, so, you know, let, let the expert do the quotes, let the expert try to find solutions, and then at the end of the day, figure out your cost and, and if it works and, and go with that mode. And like you said, if it needs to be split up because you need to get something into Amazon quicker, in, in many cases, people do that and it works for them.
0: Yeah. And and just going off of that, let the experts handle the shipping logistics because it's not another piece of the puzzle you want to wrap your head around. You're over here. You're the Amazon seller. You're doing R&D. You're doing product research. You're trying to figure out what products to sell. Now, in order to get them shipped over, let someone else figure that out. Let someone like Quad Express, Mike's company, to go ahead and figure that out for you. Um, And Mike, you know, Thank you so much. I want to thank you for coming on the show. We're going to wrap this up. And at the end of every show, we like to have our guests give our listeners a little piece of advice that they can take away and implement in their business today. So what can you give our listeners out there, uh, right now? What do you got for us? So, you know,
1: as you get into this, I, like I said, I I think the important part is to find a good partner in the logistics world and, and trust them and, and, Make sure when you're working with them to give them the right information. Uh, make sure that uh, they're able to work. If it's an overseas shipment, they're able to connect and work with the agent overseas uh, and communicate, so you don't have to. And then also make sure when you're getting the product dimensions, the sizes, the weight, you're giving it to them correctly. Um, at the end of the day, they'll get. You know, we'll be able to provide quotes. We'll be able to provide solutions. But if any of that is wrong. Um, it could come back at, at different at a higher at a higher cost. It could come back at a lower cost, but it can come back at a higher cost at cost that you didn't expect. So mm-hmm. um, you know try to information and data is 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 going to be able to give your logistics partner the best way to find you solutions, and then provide the cost that you're going to be paying. The last thing you want to do is say, "Oh, well, it was actually a lot bigger. It was a lot dim. Now instead of a thousand dollars, you're paying five thousand dollars, and sticker shock. And yeah. and these guys uh, are just passing on cost, right? Uh, so in many cases, it's moving on a plane. It's moving on a truck. They're passing on the cost and adding maybe a bit of a margin onto it. So even if you ask, "Well, can you eat it?" There's not you know maybe 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 10%, 15% margin. The rest is all cost. So remember, as you're working with your partner, trust them. Find someone like myself and I'm not patting, but that cares, that is passionate about what they do, wants to make this, this easier for you, um, and believes in what they're doing and then communicate as much as you can. If you find somebody that's willing to communicate with you, communicate with them back and, and call them as much as you can. If they're annoyed, that's not the person you want to work with. Find somebody <laughs> that, that wants to be able to work with you and help you grow. Um, that's right. And, that's right. and Communi- uh, I communication hope communication is key. yeah. And I, I hope, you know, to, to work with. Uh, some of these listeners, and have the opportunity to work with some of these listeners. Uh, Quad Express is owned by Quebecor. Like I said, we have a big footprint. Um, uh, if people want to come to me, we can we can um, look at some discounts. We can look at the working on some some uh, back end um, solutions. Um, and and even if like I said before, Tommy, and I've done it before, customers that you've referred me to. If you have just questions, feel free to call me or. Or, or anything uh, at any time. You're never bugging and, me.
0: Absolutely. And that's, that brings me to my next question, Mike, um, is where can our listeners find you if they wanted to do some ship, shipments with you or just had any questions? Where can they reach you?
1: So I can uh, be reached uh, by email at M-I for Mike, M-I-R-O-S-E. Rose is my last name. M i Rose at q u a that's m i at quad.com my phone number is 310-920-4308 that's 310-920-4308 all new customers will go through me i'll onboard them help hold their hand, help. I I do have personnel that works with us, uh, and partners. Um, so eventually if, uh, we may work with them as well, but I like to make sure everybody gets what they need and, and is able to be onboarded correctly. And they can call me, like I said, at any time for any questions, any issues. Um, awesome. All right. So thank you, Tommy. I appreciate the opportunity today.
0: Absolutely. You're a bold man giving out your giving out your phone number. Nobody prank nobody prank call that number. Or maybe, maybe, maybe sometimes, just on (laughs) weekend. Oh, my brother! Thank you so much for coming on and giving us tons and tons of value. Oh, and also, Mike is going to give our listeners a discount. So when you when you reach out to him, make sure you mention either Merchant Words or the name of the podcast, the Sell Rank Win Podcast. So uh, when you reach out to him, if you guys want to do some shipments, uh, mention us, and he will hook you guys up. Hundred um, percent. But again, my brother, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I know you are a super busy guy. um, So I just wanted to thank you for coming on. And, uh, you know, hopefully we get to do this again. But again, thanks so much. Thank you, Tommy. I appreciate you, brother. And
1: thank you for the opportunity to talk to your listeners and uh, to spend some time with you.
0: Absolutely. Talk to you soon, buddy. Take care, buddy. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. And if you got any value out of this podcast at all, please let us know at the place that you listen to it at, whether it be iTunes, Stitcher, whatever it is, give us some love, give us an awesome review and let us know maybe uh, some things you want us to talk about on the next podcast. Till next time, guys, stay awesome and be awesome, awesome, awesome.